Hello and welcome to a different episode of the podcast. It is exactly the end of season review for the 19 to 20 season here on the Baggies podcast. It's going to be a different style because it's a bit more narrative and it's actually scripted. I've written the script myself and you'll notice it doesn't quite tie in with the rest of our episodes. So there's no episode number. It's a one off episode. So it's just on its own. Uh, and hopefully you guys will enjoy this because uh, it's, a, it's a different episode and I've been working quite hard on it. So hopefully you guys will have uh, a good time listening and uh, you can relive all your favourite memories. And also you guys have come in and put in your favourite memories for the end of the podcast. So stick around for that. And it's a bit more narrative. So without further ado, let's get into West Bromwich Albion, the story of our season 2019-20. to 20. On the 13th of June 2019, Slavon Bilic was appointed as the manager of West Bromwich Albion, only 30 days after West Brom's playoff defeat against rivals Aston Villa. The fans were determined to see the club sent into the promised land of the Premier League. Bilic was brought in on a two-year deal, taking up the position at the Albion after managing Croatia, West Ham and Lokomotiv Moscow and Besiktas. The two-year contract was given with the aim of promotion. After friendly games against Villarreal, Scunthorpe, Rotherham and Bournemouth, the Baggies were gearing up for their first game against Nottingham Forest. Forest were tipped for promotion after appointing former Stade René manager Sabra Lamucci. The Baggies fans were excited to see the shape and personnel of Bilic's first competitive game in charge. However, when the lineups were announced, as well as giving debuts to new signings Semir J, Filip Kravinovic and Kenneth Zowal, Slavin Bilic also handed a taste of first-team football to 18-year-old Nathan Ferguson. Bilic was handed the perfect start as West Brom manager, with two mistakes from Forrest's on-loan goalkeeper Arianic Muric, giving the Baggies a 2-1 win and a victorious start in this new era for the Albion. After a draw against Millwall on the first home game of the season, it was time to face newly promoted side Luton Town away at Kenilworth Road. Going 1-0 down after 15 minutes, upstepped West Ham Loney, Grady Diangana, who scored two goals in only 45 minutes after coming on as a substitute. However, the next two games weren't all plain sailing, with consecutive one-all draws against Reading and Derby, both needing late Kenneth Zowal penalties to salvage points. A change was needed in the Baggies lineup, something different, someone who could change the game with just a couple of moves. The game against Blackburn came up and Mateus Pereira came in for Filip Kravinovic start match award in his first ever start at the Hawthorns. Then came another pivotal clash, this one away at Fulham and after coming down the previous season Fulham would be desperate to beat us and to get themselves back up into the Premier League. And even after taking the lead through Anthony Knockart, that wasn't to be. As Semir J came and handed, headed in an equaliser and his first Baggies goal after signing for 1.5 million from Rotherham in the summer. The Baggies then went and had a great two games, with a 4-2 win against Huddersfield with two goals for Matt Phillips and another for Ajayi and a first Baggies goal for Darnell Furlong. Then came a game against QPR which ended 2-0 thanks to a first Baggies goals from both Nathan Ferguson and Mateus Pereira at Loftus Road. After that, there was a huge game on the horizon for the Baggies against Leeds United. With both clubs suffering promotion setbacks last season, there was bound to be a strong will to win in this one. However, our nine-game and beaten run came to an end at the hands of, at the, hands of Ele, the Ellen Road occupants. A goal from Etgan Alioski proving to be the difference between the two sides. A disappointing defeat to say the least. But a trait of a good side is how you bounce back after that kind of defeat. The Baggies did so in perfect style, beating Cardiff 4-2 and Charlie Austin getting his first goal for the club since signing for him Southampton in the summer. This sparked a chain reaction and resulted in a 14-game unbeaten run lasting until the 29th of December. The most notable results in this run included a 4-1 hammering of Bristol City in which Pereira scored a beautiful curving lifted free kick. 
Another victory worth noting in this spell was a 5-1 thrashing of future playoff hopeful Swansea City. Although by score margins those were the two outstanding victories, the game against Birmingham City would be one we'd all look back on it towards the end of the season. A derby game in which we went behind twice, but thanks to two goals from super sub Charlie Austin, including a goal of the season winning strike, to get an ever valuable three points at the hands of our rivals Birmingham City at the St Andrews Trillian Stadium. However, after draws against Barnsley and fellow promotion chasers Brentford, the unbeaten run came to an end with a disappointing 2-0 loss against Middlesbrough. That loss against Borough proved to be put to behind as quickly, as only three days later we would play Leeds United, who at the time were the only team giving us a real battle for automatic promotion. The game was hotly anticipated, with Leeds bringing almost 2,000 away fans. But the Baggies wanted the perfect start after only two minutes as the ball was pinged around the box and Semi Ajay got a toe on the ball to score the opener. However, Ajay turned from hero to villain as Patrick Bamford flicked a header on and Ajay deflected into his own net for an own goal. Unfortunately, this was to bring a rotten vein of form for the Baggies, drawing at Charlton and losing to Stoke and Cardiff, but winning both FA Cup clashes in between against Charlton and Premier League West Ham. But this poor run of form was ended with consecutive 2-0 victories against Luton and Millwall, followed by a 2-1 win against Reading. Then we played Nottingham Forest, who were looking for automatic promotion themselves. Looking but not finding, as we've discovered towards the end of the season, and Forest snatched a point with a late Matty Cash goal. Until that burst of results came to an end with a 1-0 loss against an ever-organised Wigan Athletic. We were then knocked out of the FA Cup at the hands of Premier League Newcastle, followed by a 0-0 draw away at Swansea City. But then, the unthinkable happened. Football across the world was halted, and a lockdown was implemented across the UK, with players forced to complete training regimes from home. And the season was plunged into uncertainty, with West Brom sat in an automatic promotion place. As lockdown kept on going, football's return was incredibly uncertain. Would the season be ended on a points-per-game basis, or would they play on behind closed doors? In the end, the latter was chosen, and we would pick up where we left off and play our home games against Birmingham City. With nine games left, the race for promotion was on. The stakes were high, and Albion stuttered out of the blocks, drawing 0-0 with Birmingham City and unable to break down their highly organised defence. The next game was against Brentford, who at the time were Albion and Leeds' only real threat to the top two spots. You felt that if the Baggies won this, they'd be well on their way to the Premier League. However, that wasn't to be, with Ollie Watkins scoring the only goal of the game to keep Brentford the win and to keep the automatic promotion race very, very interesting. The Baggies then bounced up back with a, win, with a 3-0 win against Sheffield Wednesday, a 4-2 win against Hull City and a 2-0 victory against Derby County at home. Meanwhile, Brentford, who were still in third place, continued to pile pressure by winning all of their games since the restart. The Baggies certainly didn't help themselves, drawing the next two games against Blackburn and Fulham. And we could have perhaps called ourselves fortunate not to have lost either of those. Two games left. The deal was this. Win them both and you're up, regardless of what Brentford do. Being the Albion, they couldn't do this the easy way, losing the following game 2-1 against Huddersfield. Probably the Baggies' worst game of the season. A lack of passion and desire, the problem at, in the dressing room. For the first time this season, promotion was out of our hands completely. If Brentford win their last two games, we'd be playing in the playoffs again. But out of nowhere, there was hope. Stoke City had beaten Brentford 1-0. 
a classic Stoke performance with Nick Gregory getting the only goal of the game. The terms again, simple. Win against QPR on the final day of the season and you're up. Brentford was set to play Barnsley who would be likely to fight tooth and nail for survival as they were in the relegation zone. The game started off well for the Baggies, piling on pressure in the early stages until QPR's Ryan Manning struck home for them to put Baggies 1-0 down and to take them out of the top two for the first time since October, with Brentford still drawing at Barnsley. But then, Barnsley took the lead against Brentford. Callum Styles has just scored. Grady Dean Garner then scored for the Albion to equalise only a minute before half-time. Straight after half-time, Grady Dean Garner produced another moment of magic, beating two defenders and crossing for Robinson to tap home. Robinson being the player that had been playing up front for the first time this season, a gamble by Slaven Bilic. The game was then turned on its head, with QPR's star player Eberezi Eje scoring a beautiful finish over Sam Johnston. Josh De Silva then scored for Brentford to put that game on level terms, with them needing another goal to overtake Albion, until Clark Udder scored in the last minute to save Barnsley and to send West Bromwich Albion up. The championship never ceases to amaze, as the Baggies waited in anticipation for the final whistle in the Brentford game. But then... It was all over. Albion had put all doubters aside, and celebrations commenced. They were up. Fans congregated outside the Hawthorns, and the players rejoiced. Albion were up, and the Premier League awaits. So that is the story of our season, West Bromwich Albion 2019-20. But we've now got some different aspects of the podcast to do. I have asked uh, uh, three West Bromwich Albion fans who got in contact with me well, actually, a few more. There are a few more. Uh, actually, five who have uh, who have got in contact with me, and uh, I've asked them some questions regarding the season, regarding next season. Uh, so we're going to have a look at those, and we're going to take a look at what the fans have had to say. So, firstly, we're going to go to Twitter user ftbl underscore joey, and I asked the same series of questions for each fan. Number one, out of ten, what would you give our season? Number two, which was your favourite match and why? Number three, what was your favourite moment and why? Four, who was your favourite player this season? Five, who was your most underrated player this season? Six, who's the best signing this season? And seven, your prediction for next season. So, Joey says he'd give our season an 8.5. Number two, Bristol away was his favourite game. Lucky enough to be there and a perfect performance apart from the Sawyer's red card. Number three, probably the moment we got promoted. I was ecstatic for a whole week after. Number four, although Mateus Pereira has been incredible for us this season, it has to be Jake Livermore, a real improvement on last season and a real captain and leader this season. Number five, the most underrated player is Townsend. Been great since Gibbs got injured and really goes under the radar. Number six, Mateus Pereira is a best signing, no doubt. Number seven, hopefully we can avoid relegation by finishing 16th. So that is what Joey thinks. Uh, thank you very much for getting in touch. Next is Tyrell. I've asked him the same question. Uh, what would he give our season? So number one is nine, nine out of ten. Uh, Bristol City away showed real fight. Passions showed the real quality of the team. Number three, the last game of the season where the players all came together. It showed how much it meant for them as players as much as the fans. Uh, Tyrell couldn't pick between Ferreira or Livermore Livermore because of the passion he showed in all of the games uh, and the leadership 
Mateus Barrera is the best player Albion have seen in the last few years and took games into his own, own hands many a times absolutely number 5 Connor Townsend came in for Gibbs didn't put a put, foot wrong and had some excellent performances number 6 Mateus Pereira is the best signing of the season of course £8 million pounds. I can't believe we got him for that and Tyrell thinks we're going to be finished between 13th and 16th place this year uh, so let's go and have a look at what Twitter user C Hawthorns thinks uh, He's written a lot, which is is fantastic. So firstly, although we managed to achieve promotion, for me, we personally drew too many games. We fell apart over the Christmas period and we're lucky to stay in the top two, really. So I'm saying, so he's saying eighth. Overall, promotion is great, but didn't feel like we, we got out of second gear for a percentage of games. One up front isn't how I'd set us up. Number two, his favourite match was Swansea at home for obvious reasons. I believe we should have been close to the standards set in that game for the majority of the season, but we rarely achieve that, if I'm honest. The players were all on the same frequency that, that game, and the football was fluid and incisive. That is what we expected from the quality of the squad and the quality inside it. Number three, his favourite moment was the Pereira free kick against Bristol City. Uh, the little dink from the edge of the box, yes, we talked about that earlier on in the episode. Audacious effort, nobody expected it. Pure natural ability, and no doubt the best player in the championship. Absolutely, 100% agreed. Tough one. He's been impressed with Dean Garner and Ajayi. Livermore was exceptional after lockdown. Until after lockdown, Pereira has exceeded expectations, but he thinks Livermore has been the most consistent and the most improved on last season. He thinks Townsend did a great job after Gibbs was injured again. He's not everyone's cup of tea. Many think he's not a top-level championship player, but was solid when he came in. Sawyer's gets a lot of gets a lot of uh, problems for slowing us down too much, but I personally feel we play him too deep, and he would prefer to be more. Uh, effective for further forward difficult to argue against Pereira's ability rise but I can say value for money as a joy and I can see him making the steps up to Premier League football without too much trouble uh, he also says uh, he supposes that we for question 7 he supposes we are expected to be about around the bottom 6 or 5 places for the large parts of the season if we don't recruit sensibly then that's exactly where we end up the current squad will not be strong enough to regularly compete at top level and a goalkeeper is absolute must as Foster, as much as as much as Foster would save us ten points a season, I I, I think I think so. I I wouldn't I would take Ben Foster back in a heartbeat, for me. Best keeper over probably the last ten years for me. Austin and Carney won't cut it at the top level. We are desperate for pace, as shown up front by playing Robinson up front against QPR, a box to box midfielder with an engine, Andy Johnson like in his prime. Fullback and a commanding centre half, signed Kovinovic and Diangana or similar. I think that's probably the limit of our budget. We'd love to see uh, Eberizi Eje for QPR coming to us. We'll be interested in see if Billets can outthink top level managers in the Premier League without the same budgets as the top level managers. Now it's time to hear what Paul Garbutt one nine six zero said about the questions that I asked a variety of West Brom fans. So. Number one, he gives an eight out of ten for the season. His favourite his favourite match was Blues away, a character shown with the two goals from Austin. Three, uh, the Brentford result being confirmed at the end of the season against QPR, promotion secured. Number four, best player of the season, Pereira. Uh, Townsend's been his most underrated player, although I don't he doesn't think he's good enough for the championship. Also. Uh, six, Ajayi is his signing of the season. Number seven, all depends on our signings. Unless we sign very well, I cannot see us surviving. We need a top-class keeper and a striker. If we make some key signings, we can achieve third quartile. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's all about who we sign here. 
because if we don't sign well, we'll end up in the relegation zone, or maybe if we're lucky, we'll do a Villa, you know, not spending 150 million though, and um, we'll end up um, we'll end up surviving by the skin of our teeth. But um, if we don't invest, if we do invest about well, we could end up, you know, perhaps 15th, 14th, something like that. Good thing to build on, maybe get get up into the top half of the table next season. So now it's time to hear what Sean Handley uh, says about uh, this season. So he would give uh, our season a 9 out of 10. His favourite game was Bristol City away. He thought the fans were amazing. The last five minutes against QPR were his best moment as we won promotion. Number four, Pereira's his player of the season. Number five, the most underrated was Semi Ajayi. Number six, the best transfer of the season was Pereira. And number seven, his goal is to avoid relegation, finish 10th or finish 10th to 15th. Thank you very much for all the Baggies fans who got involved in this episode uh, and all the listeners who have got involved. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have your input and hopefully next season we'll do lots more of fan reactions and things like that to, for you guys to enjoy. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode, you've enjoyed reliving the moments of our season, uh, the promotion winning season as well. And hopefully you've enjoyed... Uh, you've enjoyed the episode it's not not been your normal episode not really going through any news or anything from the past week it's been the past season crammed into about 20 minutes of footage so if you've enjoyed make sure you uh, if you're on spotify apple podcasts uh, make sure you download the episode you follow us on there and also on youtube if you subscribe and drop a like on the video and hopefully you've enjoyed west bromwich albion the story of our season 2019 to 20 thank you for listening and goodbye the Baggies podcast on YouTube, giving you the latest news, views and opinions on all things Albion. Join me every week for a new episode of the Baggies podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube.